You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning and welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive a time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. How, you might ask, does that happen? Well, we take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time with the Lord, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air and then we talk about it. I would like to say we're grateful that you've taken time out of your busy day to do what we think is super important, and there's a lot of ways to do it in the world we live in right now, but this is one way to read a chapter and spend some time with the Lord. My co-hostess today is Shanna Darby. How you doing? I'm actually a Langston now. Oh, that's right. What in the world? You got <laughs> yeah, married? Yeah, surprise. They allowed you to get married? They did. Your parents gave you... Gave you up? I guess so. Uh, it's hard to believe. Yes. Almost no, 10 no, months now. No, Actually, 10 months. Knowing your dad, I see that. Uh, that was a hard walk down the hard. aisle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I knew you were a Langston. Anyway, <laughs> uh, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Mrs. Langston. Thank you. Does that sound different? It does. Still? It's still weird. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that's the way it works. So anyway, welcome. Tell the folks how they can get involved in Morning Breath. Awesome. Yes, so we have something called the East Coast app, or you can also go to eccc.us. That's eccc.us for more information, our events, past sermons, and Morning Breath episodes. You can also find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and on Spotify now. Uh-oh. East Coast Worship and Ooh. Mezzanine Worship. Ooh. Yeah. You can also call our office at 321-452-1060, and we will email you and mail you with more information about East Coast. So tell me this. Didn't we just release a new song? Yes. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. Uh, where would they find that? Is that on Spotify? Yes, that is on Spotify under East Coast Worship. Yeah. It's a little hard to find. Um, when I first looked, Carol and I first looked it up, it wasn't like... It came to the top of the list when you did East Coast, uh, but it is in there. Just keep digging East Coast Worship. It will it will pop up. Great song, and uh, that's a song that uh, came out of uh, the hearts and the lives of people around here, and now is on uh, Spotify. And you know, it's worship available out there for you to worship. So it's a good thing that way. Yeah, Carolyn and I and uh, Emma and a bunch of other people. You know, all my family. But Emma turned 16 on the 20th, and so we were celebrating her birthday. And uh, Carolyn had been posting all these things on Instagram, and I'm like, I don't think Carolyn really knows Instagram. I've never seen her post on Instagram before. And then we found out that Emma was actually posting for her. <laughs> but what was interesting is Emma posted a lot of pictures of Emma on Carol's <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> As one would. Yeah, and then she said Emma was just an incredible young woman on there too. Wow, and yeah. I thought that was really cute. So anyway, <laughs> we were all laughing about that last night, I think it was. Anyway, we uh, what's going on at church? We got some things going on here. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well. Are you? Yeah. You're not looking at me strange anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Yeah, he, he was looking at me so intently, I, I actually had to start over. But anyway... He had this look on his face. Now he's hiding his face behind a speaker or a monitor or something. So, uh, of course, come back to church. You know, um, it it is time. And I just I just sense in my heart that um, there is going to be a call go out in the near future from the pastors of our nation uh, to to return 
return to worship. And I, I don't know, I've had that on my heart for about uh, three months, and I've been praying about it. And I don't know. They're just, I would just encourage you, come back now. Don't wait. Um, I just sense in my heart there's just a there's going to be a real need to be uh, planted and and part of the local church. Uh, and I hope if you're not coming right now that you sense that the Spirit of God's drawing your heart back in and drawing yeah. you back to a, to a local church to to celebrate, you know, with your brothers and sisters in Christ. There's I don't know just something that's been heavy on my heart of late. But anyway, so that's going on. Come on back. And then what else we got, Shanna? We have the Bikeathon this Saturday on June 26th. Mm. That's really cool because it builds up money for kids to go to camp, youth camp. And uh, that's right around the corner too. So it's really yeah, exciting. Yeah, it's like the biggest fundraiser of the year for the kids. Um, yes. Some of them raise their whole camp money in this event right here. So. And some for other kids too. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. We have an incredible... Uh, really culture in our young people i i so proud of them when 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 we go to camp and i'll sit there and i'll watch maybe a new person uh maybe a, a person that might even have got picked on at school or you know not really treated with a lot of respect and then i watch our kids just love them and welcome them in and it's something that i uh there's not Anything I think I'm more proud of than the way I watch our young people I agree. handle other young people. I'm so grateful that yeah. they have that heart. They certainly didn't get that from me. But anyway, that's <laughs> <laughs> the truth. They're, they're way beyond anything I ever was in my youth. I mean, so far beyond. It's crazy, uh, which is really cool. And then we're having a global leadership summit. And that's a, a really good event for leaders. And that means leaders anywhere in, in any way. You could be a leader in your home. You could be a leader at your school. You could be a leader at your job, work. You could own a company. You can pastor a church. You can be on a on a dream team at a church. It doesn't matter. Some of the best speakers in the world, and the way that happens, we're able to do that, is it's video. And so we're getting video in. People are watching this all over the world, not just all over the country, but all over the world. I think 48 nations or some crazy number will have people watching this Global Leadership Summit. Craig Rochelle is really kind of the leading uh, person involved in it right now. But there'll be leaders from business, from work, from politics, all of them, of course, strong believers. And it's just an incredible uh, event. So I'd encourage you to come. And then you did say something about camp. When is it? It's July 13th through the 16th? 12th. 12th through the 16th. Yep. Yep, that's right. It's right in there somewhere. 12th. 12th through 16th. It's a Monday to a Friday. Yeah, so if you got a young person out there, we'd love to to see them come. We are starting to get less and less room. It's been a very well-responded camp. So if you want to go to camp, you haven't signed up yet, we really encourage you to do it because... Not a lot of time left, of course, uh, to do that, and the numbers are very high. So uh, there's just a certain amount of people we can bring, uh, kind of get a slot ahead of time, and this will be one of the biggest camps we've done in a decade. So be a lot of fun that way. I'll be the, there. The young people aren't having any trouble coming back to church. No. Yeah, come on. They're, they were ready. Le- they are leading the way, and the Bible says, and a little child shall lead them. And I know that's really talking about Jesus, but I also know that's talking about how God uses our children to to spark things in our hearts. So that's right. That's there. So we're going to read chapter 16 of 1 Samuel, right? Yes. Yeah. And so there are 23 verses, and we're going to split it at 12. 11. Oh. I'll read 11. I'll read 12. See, it's a different way of yes. saying it. 
We're going to split it at 12. You read 12, I'll read 11. Or we're going to split it at 11, I'll read 11, you read 12. <laughs> Either way, we get the same spot. So I'm going to read from the New King James. What are you going to read from? NLT. Wonderful. So uh, help me. Help her help me. Oh, and I say to you, read, There we sir. go. Good job. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I named to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature. Because I have refused him, for the Lord does not see as man sees, for the for the for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab, and made him pass before Samuel, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shema pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse. The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he come here. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, This is the one. Anoint him. So David stood there among his brothers. Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. David serves in Saul's court. Now the Spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that fi filled him with depression and fear. Some of Saul's servants said to him, A tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let us find a good musician to play the harp whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you. He will play soothing music, and he will soon be well. you will so soon be well again. All right, Saul said, Find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, he is a brave warrior, a man of war, and he is, has good judgment. He is also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse to say, Send me your son David the shepherd. Jesse responded by sen sending David to Saul along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread, and, the, and a wineskin full of wine. So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much, and David became, became his armor bearer. Then Saul sent a word to Jesse asking, Please let David remain in my service, for I am very pleased with him. And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp, then Saul would feel better, and the tormenting spirit would go away. Amen. Amen. Yeah, a couple things. You know, there's some really... Uh, there, uh, 
I, I can't say anything but difficult to understand uh, with this distressing spirit from the Lord is how mine says it, and uh, a troubling spirit, I think. How tormenting. Did you, tormenting spirit um, from the Lord. And that's a little bit difficult for me to get my mind around because I don't really understand a tormenting spirit from the Lord. That's tough for me. Now, that's probably my theology getting in my way of trying to understand it. I take it at face value, but I, I do have some questions. One of the main questions I have about this portion of Scripture is if indeed this troubling, depressing, whatever spirit was from God, why would worship drive it out? Um, and so that, that's kind of my main, my main thought there. One of the things that you'll see in the, New Te- or in the Old Testament is God takes credit for everything good and bad. For example, he says, the blind eye I have made. Um, there's, and God never made anything with the intention, that kind of intention. God made us to be healthy and strong. And, and uh, I mean, healing should tell you that. Your body, the way it's made, should tell you that. I mean, if you cut yourself, your body will get well on its own, will fix itself, patch the hole. I mean, it pretty incredible. You know, when I get a hole in my boat and I patch, I have to come along and patch the hole. <laughs> now the boat doesn't fix itself. Yeah. God made us to, to get better, to heal. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And then Jesus said this, this amazing thing, a kingdom divided against itself would not stand. And so that he said that when he was accused of casting out devils by the power of the devil. And so if if even the devil's kingdom couldn't stand, uh, if the devil fought against the devil, how much more could God's kingdom stand if on one hand God was making sick, on the other hand God was making well? And so this portion of scripture is difficult for me to get my mind around, but I'll accept it at face value. But I do think that basically God took responsibility for everything that happened because he made us. And he made the world, and he made Satan who fell. And so only when we see Jesus in the New Testament do those things start to become clearer. You never in the Old Testament see anybody kind of fighting demonic forces uh, in any way, any real sense. This is one of the ways where we see a clue maybe to David's future. You know, the, the sweet psalmist of Israel, and we see that he's an anointed musician that that probably sang as well when he played. And uh, I don't think he was just playing, you know, like Jethro Tull or something. You know, I don't know. You probably, do you know who Jethro Tull is, Nick? Okay, good. I'm glad I picked. I tried to pick somebody out there uh, very far. If, P, if uh, Mr. Peters was still here, who used to be our sound man, he, he, Jethro Tull was his favorite band because he played the flute, and the flute oh. was used in that band. Anyway, moving right along. Um, this guy... Uh, really kind of uh, just exemplified somebody who had a heart after God, and part of that was expressed in worship, and the worship drove out whatever was tormenting Saul. And I think that's an important point, and I think yeah. it's a point we can all all take. And another reason to come back to church, yes. because I don't know, you guys, I, I just get so ministered to in worship. And Carol and I have worship music on at our home a lot, 
but it's not the same as in the in the midst of the congregation. There's no. it takes it to another level. It does. Anyway, go ahead. Anything you want to say? Yeah. So Mrs. Langston. A um, <laughs> one thing that really stuck out to me was um, with Samuel. So he was given this word um, mm. by God to go and find Jesse because one of his sons would be the new anointed king. And he was scared when he first heard that. He was like, God, I will be killed for this. Like, mm. this is really scary. And he was like, but I'm going to do it anyway. He gets there and they have the whole ceremony. They have all the food prepared. And then he's ready to find the anointed king. And he doesn't. Mm. And he trusted God's word so much that even though it looked like everything was ready, it wasn't going to happen. He asked the question, are all of your sons here? Mm. He questioned it because he was so confident in what God had told him powerful. that he looked past what he was in in the moment. You know what I might have done in that moment is I might have questioned myself, yes. my ability to hear. Yeah. You know, because that's really the temptation. And with Samuel, he might have had more reason to do that than 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 many. For one, his sons were all crooked. And they were taken, the Bible says they took bribes and, you know, they, they uh, perverted justice. That's a great legacy. Um, the king he anointed last time failed. Yeah. That doesn't feel good, you know, when the person you pick is, turns out to be, a, you know, a failure. And then he was rejected by Israel because Israel, you know, they had Samuel. They had God. Yeah. When they rejected God and asked for a king, they also rejected Samuel in that process. And so it does say he was mourning and maybe had a bit of that depression on him. And, and he heard God speak and he went to do this. So he had a lot of reason, I think, probably to question himself. Yeah, absolutely. What's going on there and that he would um, do it anyway and hang in there. Um, the other side of that, which is... I've seen people that will do anything to try to make what they feel like God said to them come true mm. when it's not really been God speaking to them. Yep. Maybe their appetite or maybe, you know, they wanted to get married and they thought that was the one. And, you know, and I'm talking to two young married people here, so I couldn't be talking about you guys. <laughs> um, not that they're married to each other. Nick's married to Caitlin and you're married to Scott. and Logan. No, Logan. Logan Langston. I, Scott Langston is his dad anyway. <laughs> Um, you didn't marry Scott. I did not. Good call. Yep. <laughs> good call. Logan was a good choice. Um, anyway, so when you look at that and think people sometimes try to make the will of God come true, um, you don't have to. But the other side of it here is don't give up on the will of God when you believe God has spoken to you. Yeah, he could have easily chosen one of the the brothers that were in front of him just because he felt pressured. Yeah. Oh, good point. And. And they were really good fits, you know, as far as, and we do know that Saul was head and shoulders above everybody else. Yep. And so now he's got this good looking, tall, you know, Eliabs standing in front of him. He had or, the look. Yeah, he had the look. He had a king look. But uh, the, the statement that God makes, I'd like to hear uh, verse seven from the New Living. Uh, I think it's a, just such a powerful truth. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Yeah, it's very similar to the way the King James reads. 
The Lord looks at outward appearance. Excuse me, people look at outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You know, I've asked and talked to God about this before in my own life to help me do more of that. Yeah. You know, the the kind of fear of what people think. From my own point of view, uh, it's easier now that I'm older to not be as concerned about what people think. But it's hard not to, you know, respond to or, you know, kind of be controlled by what what people think. And especially, you know, this this need to be totally dependent about on, on God in church. When you're a pastor, people vote uh, in churches like ours anyway. They vote with their feet and their wallets or purses. They either stop giving or stop coming, and that's how you, they give you a vote of no confidence. And so the desire for people to, you know, want your leadership and, and like you or all those types of things, it's almost the same pressure, not quite, as the political arena, where if you don't, if people don't like you, they won't vote for you, and so you're out and you're no longer their senator, governor, mayor, sheriff, whatever the case may be. I, I just think there's so much pressure on, uh, on people in church that lead, volunteers that lead, where people are totally, they just make a choice and they're done with you. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a very fun thing to try to manage. You know, what will they think? Well, what's important is what does he think? And it takes work, at least it did for me, to resist that on an ongoing basis of I care more about what people think of me. I mean, you know, I want, you know, this may sound as a, crazy, but I want people, if they are near me, I would rather have them hear me singing well than poorly. <laughs> yeah. Why, though? Well, shouldn't I be more impressed with having them hear me sing from my heart? Mm. And, you know, that's just a bit of human nature there, and it's it's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Do you Absolutely. ever have any issues with that singing stuff? Oh, no, never. She, uh, if you don't know who this is, she leads worship at our Vieira campus. Yes. Oh, no, I struggle with that. And I think that. her name is Shanna Darby, and I think she's married to Scott Langston. No. <laughs> Logan Langston, and it's Mrs. Langston here. Yes. <laughs> okay, I got it now. No, but that is a big struggle. I mean, um, even um, for my bosses, like... I have to do a good job. At right. the same time, I have to worship and do it from the heart. So balancing that can mm-hmm. also be challenging. Very challenging. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. 
No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at INeedAFence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, we're gonna let me read a verse. I'm gonna read from New King James. It says, and Samuel said, How can I go? See, God has just spoken to him about go somewhere and anoint a new king, which is not not what Saul wants. And Samuel says, How can I go if Saul hears it? He will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. How did yours read, Jana? It says, But Samuel asked, How can I do that if Saul hears about it? He will kill me. That's that's scary. That is scary. Yeah. So what do you think about that? You know, I think there's this stigma that's out there, this misbelief that um, just because we're called to not live in fear that we can't do things afraid, <laughs> which are completely different. Yeah. Um, I do things afraid all the time. And there's actually like a healthy scared that can propel me to do things that God has called me to do. A lot of times if there's not some sort of 
um, fear involved, you're actually not growing or going into an unknown place that God can work with. Mm -hmm. And so I do things afraid. Saul did things afraid. David did things afraid. And I believe that we are actually called to do that. I think that's a really good point. Um, The temptation to to not do it because you're afraid is there. But I think when you stop feeling any sort of emotion about stepping out and doing something for God, um, and that's more the danger a guy my age might face, oh, yeah, I can preach, that's easy, it's old hat, is a more dangerous place to be than young and afraid and then doing it anyway. So I'd say wherever you're at in that spectrum, Man, trust God and don't be afraid. And if you are afraid, do it afraid. In Jesus' name, we'll see you later. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.